Aren't you glad God has a plan? <laughs> Sometimes you're wondering what it is, but he's got one. But I want you to know today that you don't have to wonder what it is. He's really trying to make it easy for you to pick up on what his plan is for your life. Now, we've talked about, we're in a series, obviously, called God's Plan. And we've talked about how that, in fact, God does have one. That just brings me peace. There is a plan. But then we said he has one, not just generally speaking, but he also has one specifically for you, for each of us as individuals. And then last week, and we, we actually clarified that his plan, we'll talk about it in a second, we're going to read the text for this whole series, but we said that his plan, not only does he have one for you, but it's good. How I many know his plan for your life is a lot better than your plan for your life? I don't know if you knew that or not, but I promise it's true. All right, turn to our text today. Do you mind if we look at a lot of scripture today? We're going to kind of, in the beginning of this message today, let the scripture just speak for itself. Because how many know that sometimes you just need to read your Bible? If you want to know God's plan, read the plan book. Read the instructions, right? A lot of us guys are infamous for not reading the instructions, you know, when it's trying to put stuff together. That's why I just let my wife put stuff together at our house. She's, she's better at it than I am anyway. All right, this is our text for this series in Jeremiah 29 and verse 11. Jeremiah 29, 11. And then remember, this is God talking here. And God says, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you. So God's thinking about you. And then he clarifies and says, thoughts of peace. So he's not thinking, well, I'm just waiting for him to mess up. I'm going to throw a lightning bolt at him. And that's not what he's thinking. He's saying, I'm thinking thoughts of peace. And we discussed a couple of weeks ago, and if you weren't here, go back on the website in the archive and watch the opening message in this series. It's so foundational. It'll just encourage you, first of all. But he says, peace, we define, is the Hebrew word shalom, and it means nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing hurting, completely whole and happy. And it means blessed. And blessed means empowered to excel and prosper. I'm telling you, that's God's plan for your life. In fact, one translation says it this way. It says, God says, I know the plans that I've made for you. I know what I have conspired for your life. I know God's conspiring, but on our behalf, not against us, for us. I've conspired to prosper you. I looked up that word prosper because I thought, man, that's just... That's just too good to be true. Surely God's not thinking and conspiring how to prosper me. So I looked up the word prosper. I thought it probably means something like, you know, spiritually enlightened. But you know what it meant? It meant wealthy. What? God wants me to be wealthy? Now, you're, you're, I, know, I can hear some of you thinking, I thought this might be one of those health and wealth churches. Well, we are. Um, which is, don't go to the sickness and poverty church. It's not, it's not any better, I promise. But here's, here's, the, here's what differentiates us. We're not the health and wealth in the sense of we're all trying to live in a mansion and drive a Bentley. That's not the goal. Some of us don't like Bentleys. But anyway, some of us prefer infinity. <laughs> no, the goal is to be so healthy and wealthy that we can both afford and have the energy to tell people about Jesus. That's kind of why we 
believe. It, it costs money to travel the world, preach the gospel, or to stream online, or to turn the lights on. Or You, you see what I'm saying? So God wants us to be so blessed that we don't have to worry about, well, how are we going to pay the bills and pay the rent and, and pay the mortgage? He's trying to, he's saying, no, no, I want you to believe bigger. I want you to believe me for how do you reach nations and how do you touch cities with the gospel? And then, of course, Jesus said, true wealth, true riches. He said, if you can't be faithful with money, how are you going to, who's going to trust you with true riches? You mean there's something that's more valuable than money? What is it, Jesus? And then he started talking about the manifest power of God used on behalf of blessing humanity. Blind eyes opening, deaf ears opening, uh, people being healed of terminal diseases and sicknesses. True riches. Why? To bring people to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. All right, none of that was in my notes, but you get bonus material this morning because you got up early. Is that okay? So, yes, we are the health and wealth kind of church, but for a purpose. Wealthy for a purpose. Rich for a reason. Prosperous for a purpose. Okay. And, and, and I know I'm preaching to the choir because we know what that purpose is. It's to fulfill the great commission in our lifetime. I don't know if y'all know this or not, but you've heard Jesus is coming. You say, well, we, we don't know when. But I think I have some insight as to when. Sooner than you think. <laughs> That's what I think. All right. So God says, I know the plans I have for you. It's to prosper you. The thoughts I think about you are thoughts of peace, not of evil. That word means calamity and all kind of bad stuff. I'm not conspiring that. To give you a future and a hope, an expected end. Now, that means not an unexpected end, which is, you know, oh, I died in a car wreck. I wasn't expecting that. No, he wants to give you an expected end. What would that be? It's when you gather your kids and your grandkids and your great-grandkids around you, and you say, man, this has sure been fun. I love y'all. You know, I made it to triple digits, and I want y'all to know I'll see you soon, and I'm going to go home, but I, I, I'm like Arnold and Jesus, I'll be back, right? Because I'm coming back with him. He's going to set up his kingdom here on the earth and you know, all that kind of cool stuff. So I don't want to get into an end times message today. I'm, uh, I, I'm so rested. I'm kind of all over the place today. We might just start in Genesis and end in Revelation today. I'll just do, give you the whole book. No, I think we can get through my material in the three brief hours that we have together. It'll just... <laughs> All right, so we've been talking about God's revealed plan for us. So some of his plan is revealed in his word. The rest of his plan is revealed by his spirit. So we need to know God's word and God's spirit if we're going to walk in God's plan for our life. Everybody say it with me. God's Word. God's, word. God's, spirit. God's spirit. So it's a two-edged sword, right? Yes. So it, means it, it comes out of his mouth, then it's got to get in your mouth. Yes. How many of the medicine only does you good if you take it? Right. So we're talking about the, the gospels. <laughs> you got to put them in, right? Yes. So you got to say what he say. But you can't say what he say if you don't know what he said. Right. So how do you know what he said? You got to read the book. Yes. Don't wait for the movie. Read the book. Read the book. It's a great book. It's a life-giving book. We're going to teach on the book here in next month. We're going to, we're going to do a series called BYOB, Bring Your Own Bible. 
So that's going to be fun. We're going to do that soon. Oh, and by the way, I probably should tell you all this. We have a special guest next Sunday, a week from today. Does anybody know who's coming? Jesse. Jesse. Brother Jesse, he's coming. All right. 9 and 11, he's going to be here. So come to the 9 o'clock because I have a feeling the 11 is going to be packed. All right, cool. So um, let's go to Romans 8, 11. Romans 8, 11. Oh, somebody said, why are you having Brother Jesse in your church? Well, I just felt led. I don't mean I grabbed a pencil. I'm talking about in my spirit. I just seemed good to invite him. And I invited him, and he said no. So I was like, okay, I did my part. I've kind of felt relieved. And then they called back and said, well, how about this date? I'm like, oh, man. And I said, all right, we'll do it. And then, because uh, uh, originally he was coming at the end of June, and um, they said, but... I said, well, we have a 9 and an 11 o'clock service. And he said, I'll do the 11 o'clock. I'm like, well, we got a 9 and 11. Yeah, I'll do the 11 o'clock. I was like, eh. I was kind of disappointed. I said, Lord, I don't, I don't know if I like that. And Jesus said, I'll fix it. I was like, okay, well, you're the only one who probably can <laughs> if, you, if you know Brother Jesse. So they called back like two months later and said, we are so sorry. We made a booking mistake. Made me feel better, actually. But we're not the only ones who mess up sometimes. But, but we made a booking mistake. We booked Brother Jesse to be in two different places on that date. We said he'd come to you. Would you mind if he came a couple of weeks earlier? I said, if he can do the 9 and the 11. <laughs> I said, well, we'll ask him. So they called back a couple of days later and said, Brother Jesse said he'd do the 9 and the 11. I said, all right. I said, yeah, I guess he can come then. All right, so he'll be here next Sunday, so come early, come early. Okay, Romans 8, 11, Romans 8, 11. They'll put it on the screen, but I hope you brought your Bibles today or you, it's on your smartphone, but it says this, Romans 8, 11, but if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, now he does if you're a Christ follower, and what did the spirit do? He raised Jesus from the dead, right? So if he dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. So what does the spirit who dwells in you do? Gives life to your mortal bodies. Now, where does he dwell? In you. All right, let's go to 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 1 through 4. 1 Peter 3, 1 through 4. Remember, God's word reveals God's plan, and God's spirit reveals God's plan. It says, wives, likewise, be submissive to your own husbands. So there's part of God's plan. <laughs> I was just messing with y'all. That is part of God's plan, but, you know, there's a balance there. You know that. I'm not going to teach on marriage today, but that even if some husbands do not obey the word, they, without a word, may be won by the conduct of their wives. When they observe your chaste conduct accompanied by respect. And do not let your adornment be merely outward. Now some denominations will preach that the Bible says you shouldn't you know, wear jewelry and things. But it says don't let your adornment be merely outward. In other words, don't stop there. It's okay to adorn the outward person, right? Like one... One old preacher said, if the barn needs a coat of paint, then by all means, paint the barn. <laughs> he says, don't let your adornment be merely outward, arranging the hair, wearing gold, or putting on a fine apparel. How I many of you are going to put some apparel on? Might as well be fine. 
Which is funny that if those denominations actually followed this verse, then they would actually be opposed to women wearing clothes. Because it says putting on of apparel. It would be, they would be opposed to you combing your hair. So they just got to read the whole thing. But anyway. Rather, let your adornment uh, also be the hidden person of the heart. Would you say that phrase with me? The hidden person of the heart. With the incorruptible beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is very precious in the sight of God. So there is a hidden person of the heart that is in you. That's, that's the real you, the heart of the person. Let's go to John chapter 14, verses 15 through 18. John 14, 15 through 18. And this is what it says. If you love me, Jesus is talking here. If you love me, everybody say, I do. I do. He says, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. Everybody say, he's with me. me. The spirit of truth, the spirit of reality, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him. Everybody say, I know him. him. Who do you know? The spirit of truth. Who's Who's the spirit of truth? The Holy Spirit, the third person of the Godhead. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's not Casper the Friendly Ghost. And it's, the Holy Spirit's not the Force like on Star Wars. It's, 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 the Holy Spirit's not an it. It's, it's a he. It's a person. Just like the Father and the Son. And Jesus said the Holy Spirit, the person the Holy Spirit will abide with you forever. And he will be with you and that you know him. He'll be with you and in you. And he will not leave you orphans. So he's with you and he's in you. Everybody say he's with me. Say he's in me. So if you're a Christ follower, God's spirit is on the inside of you. Now why is that important? Because he directs our steps. He guides our path. He guards it and he guides it. You know, the Bible says, thy rod and thy staff will comfort me. I've got a shepherd's rod and a shepherd's staff in my office. They're symbolic. I mean, they're actually wood and all that, but they, they symbolize. I don't actually use them in my occupation. Not that I've never been tempted, but <laughs> the staff is for wolves because it's real thick and heavy. You just, boom, knock a wolf in the head. But the staff is for the sheep. And you don't beat the sheep with it. But it's got a hook on the end, and sometimes you've got to reach down and pick some sheep up that, that fell. And sometimes you've got to nudge the sheep. No, no, not that way, this way. No, 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 I said not that way. I know you want to go that way, but trust me. There's green grass over there. There's a wolf over there. I can see things you can't see. Don't go that way. I said, no, I'm just kidding. I said, go that, go that way. I almost wore a T-shirt somebody had made for me this morning that says, Sheep Happens. So true. I'm going to wear it soon. But we have the Spirit in us. Why? Because He guides us. God guides us and reveals His plan through His Word and through His Spirit. Influence. John Maxwell says leadership is influence. I'm going to say, well, what is influence? Influence is spiritual. Now, when we influence things or get influenced by things... What are those things trying to do? Convince and persuade us, guide us to do certain things or not do certain things. So God's spirit influences people. 
human spirits can influence people. Evil spirits can influence people. So what we have to do, what the Holy Spirit in us does, is he helps us discern what spirit is at work. Is God's spirit leading me? Is somebody else trying? I mean, sometimes car salesmen or any kind of salesman, they're trying to influence you, and you can be manipulated or motivated. So, but here's a tremendous key or, or something of great value for you today. If you don't get anything else, this will be money in the bank, literally, for you. Is we're not led by good deals, we're not led by persuasive salespeople. We're led by the Holy Spirit. We're not led by 70% off. Although that is very powerful. (laughs) We're led by the Holy Spirit on the inside. Because just because the numbers add up, if you don't have peace on the inside, then just wait. Wait. Patience. So I've prepared some things in my notes this morning. Uh, along the lines of being led by the Holy Spirit. But how many know if you're going to be led by the Holy, or teach on being led by the Holy Spirit, you ought to be led by the Holy Spirit. So will you believe God with me for the next few minutes that I'll teach and preach what I'm led to teach and preach, not just what I have here in my notes. We've already done that a little bit. Because just because you've prepared something doesn't mean that you ought to do it. I mean, I've heard, but I already have the wedding invitation sent out. That don't mean you still need to do the wedding. Okay. You got to follow peace. We're not led by wedding invitations. Right? Um, boy, I could just be led right here. Uh, I already told them that I would buy it. Well, tell them that you changed your mind. You don't have to do anything, do you? You just We have to be led by the Spirit. Follow peace. Follow peace. I'll give you an example. Again, this is not my notes, but this was several years ago, 10 or so years ago now. And I, I go to another nation couple times a year, we have a ministry there, Bible schools, orphanages, churches that we've helped plant. <clears throat> About 10 years ago, I was getting ready to go on my usual journey, and um, my wife, Miss Adrian, she said, hey, you excited about going to India? And I said, yeah. She goes, yeah. That's not what you usually say. I said, ah, something just doesn't seem right. She, goes, she said, well, don't go. I said, well, I've already bought my ticket, and it was $2,500. She said, so? What a great wife, by the way. I mean, <laughs> don't go. Have you, let me describe, I was, describe it to you this way. Can you imagine taking a bath with your socks on? Something doesn't feel quite right. You ever, that's what, sometimes things just don't feel quite right. And that's kind of how that trip felt. And I thought, "Ah." man, I hate to lose that. So I called Delta and I said, I don't think I'm going to go on this trip. They said, don't worry, Mr. Cooley, you're a whatever I was, 
titanium, platinum, gold, silver, diamond. I don't know what I was. I used to travel a lot. They said, we will charge you 100 bucks to, and then you can take the rest and just bank it. You just have delta dollars. I said, okay. That, that, that seemed good. I said, ah, peace. All right. They said, since you're only like 10 days or two weeks out, you know, you can't get your money back, but you, can, you won't lose all your money. It was, maybe it was even 200 bucks. I thought, okay, let's do that. So we did that. So 10 days later, breaking news. In the city where I would have landed, on the day I would have landed there, there were terrorist attacks in the ho- one of the hotels where I would have been, and these uh, Muslim terrorists were seeking out Westerners and executing them. Thank God for socks in the bathtub. <laughs> now, wait. Had I would have just, you know what? No weapon formed against me will prosper. I'm a faith guy. I know I'm sure God would have figured something out if I'd have been there, but I'm so glad he didn't have to. I was content to watch it on the news at home as opposed to hiding in a sewer somewhere or something or whatever he would have thought of because I'd have had to be led in that moment. I was like, oh, I missed it back home. What you want me to do now? Worst case scenario, I would have been among the victims. And I don't know, I hope y'all have enough sense that at my funeral you wouldn't have said, well... We don't know why the Lord took Pastor Kevin. He was such a good pastor. He loved us, and even though sheep happens, he loved us anyway. I guess the Lord needed a tenor in the choir in heaven. The Lord giveth, and the Lord taketh away. Y'all have enough sense to know we love Pastor Kevin. He was my favorite pastor, but he missed it somewhere. He made a mistake because mistakes can happen. That'd have been a big one. But it wouldn't have been the Lord took Pastor Kevin. It was the Pastor Kevin didn't listen to the Lord because God's plan is revealed in His Word. But how many know in His Word it doesn't say on certain dates don't go to India? That's what the Spirit's for. Well, how do I know how to be led by the Spirit? Well, I just read you a verse where Jesus himself, the head of the church, said, you know the Holy Spirit. You know him. I do? Yeah. You just got to start paying attention. You know him. Everybody say, I know him. Look at your neighbor and say, you do too. Amen. All right, so just because you've prepared something doesn't mean you need to go through with it. Uh, oh, you got all that just bonus material. You're getting a lot of bonus material this morning. I have a saying that I've developed over the years, and it, sa- it goes this way. If you want to write it down, you can. Don't kick the donkey. Don't kick the donkey. Or don't keep kicking the donkey. Where, I'll tell you where that comes from. There's a, and it's really funny in the, in the old King James, but, but there's a prophet named Balaam, and he was hired by one of the bad guys to go speak a curse over God's people. So Balaam was riding his donkey to go, and all of a sudden, God sent an angel to cut Balaam's head off, and Balaam didn't see it, though, but the donkey did, so the donkey sat down. And Balaam's like, come on, yeah, mule, yeah, let's go. And the donkey was like, hmm. 
And Balaam got off, kicking the donkey, beating the donkey, kicking the donkey. And, and Balaam says, what's wrong with you, donkey? And the best part of the story is God opened the donkey's mouth, and, and the donkey answered him. He said, what's wrong with you, donkey? And the donkey says, hadn't I always been a good donkey? And the even funnier part is the prophet answered him and goes, well, as a matter of fact, you mentioned it, as a matter of fact, yeah, you have. And he says, I know you can't see it, but right up there around the corner, there's an angel. He's got a flaming sword. He's going to try to cut your head off. And Alam, uh, Balaam apologized to his donkey. He goes, oh, I'm so sorry. You are good. You're the best donkey ever. So this is where I got that phrase. Sometimes you got to quit kicking your own ass. God's trying to tell you something. If it's not working out, if the donkey has sat down, just get off the donkey and go, okay, there must be something I don't see. What is it, Lord? And then he will tell you, show you, lead you, and guide you. There's something you don't see, son. You just need to stop, look, and listen. So quit kicking your donkey. Stop. Look and listen, because there's something that you don't see, but if you keep going, it's going to cut your head off. <laughs> Turn to your neighbor and say, <laughs> stop kicking the donkey. <laughs> Let's go to Romans chapter 8. <laughs> Some of you are like, what church have I wandered up into today? <laughs> Romans chapter 8, verse 32. Now, we're trying to give you stuff on Sunday that you can live out on Monday. Yeah, amen. This is very practical. <laughs> Romans 8, 32. It says... As many as are led by the Spirit of God. Everybody say, that's me. They are the sons of God. Now, this is the only way that you will get it right every time is to be led by the Spirit. Obey God's Word, be led by the Spirit. You'll get it right every time. Is it possible to get it right every time? It is. I heard somebody say, no. No, it is possible. You know why? Because Proverbs says that trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. Acknowledge him. Stop looking. Listen. Acknowledge him in all your ways, and he will direct your path. One translation says he will make the path the way you should go. He will make it obvious. Everybody say, it's easy to be led by the Spirit of God. So, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So, he's with you. When is the Holy Spirit with you? Always. So, when is it possible to get it right? You guys are quick. John chapter 10 says it this way. Jesus is talking and he says, my sheep know my voice. Do you know the voice of the shepherd? Do you? 
know the voice of the shepherd? Let me ask this out. Do you know the voice of the shepherd? That reminds me of that old commercial. Do you wear bugle boy jeans? That's way, oh, that's way back there. Sorry. Like late 80s. Do you know the voice of the shepherd? How about y'all? If the Bible is true, then you do. Because the Holy Spirit's with you always. He said, I'll never leave you or forsake you. Never. Under any circumstances, will he abandon you or leave you or forsake you? So when you need to be led, is he with you? Is he showing you things to come? He is. He is. Oh, this is good stuff. The Lord's voice is not strange or unfamiliar. If you're taking notes, that's a great little phrase to jot down. The Lord's voice is not strange or unfamiliar to you. It's familiar to you. Now, if the voice you're hearing is strange, that's the one to not listen to. If the voice you're hearing is unfamiliar, that's the one to ignore. All right? So don't let some prophetess cause you to override what God's saying to you down on the inside. Or some prophetic person. We believe in that. But prophecy confirms what he's already telling you. If it's out of left field, you'd be like, "Mm, I'm just going to file that for later. See if it comes back up. Or you can flush it. Some some prophetic words you just need. They're pathetic words. You just need to flush them. And people usually are well-intentioned. Sometimes you get people who are not. But you can discern that as well. It's called discerning of spirits. God's spirit, human spirit, demonic spirit, angelic spirit, familiar spirit, ministering spirit. You you can have discerning of spirits. Proverbs says that the spirit of a man, that's your spirit, is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. What does that mean? Let me put it in modern day vernacular. God's spirit in your spirit is like a flashlight that helps you get through the dark without running into stuff. <laughs> okay? Sometimes when you shine the light out in the woods, you see beady little eyes looking back at you. Ooh, don't go that way. Right? So God's spirit is like that flashlight. Like, woo. My father-in-law was showing me he's got one of those wild game cameras set up on some property he's got. And, and he's, there's a black bear that keeps coming. I mean, just... Just right on the edge of town. And so if you got your flashlight and you see the beady little eyes on the edge of the woods, you might be led to go a different direction. Right? Also show me a big old coyote. No, is that what it is? A coyote. Yeah, we got coyotes around here. Where's Mr. Maxwell? He knows. Yeah, we got coyotes. He got a picture of it. That thing was huge. I didn't know they got that big. He's had those on his camera, too, bobcats. There's all kind of stuff out there, y'all. You need a flashlight. And that's why Jesus Jesus said, I'm giving you the Holy Spirit because you can walk through life and see where you're going. You can avoid the wolves, the bears, the coyotes, the bobcats. Aren't you glad? Your steps are ordered of the Lord. So the Spirit bears witness with our spirit. 
The Holy Spirit bears witness with our spirit. Uh, even if it's new to your head, it'll be familiar to your heart. A phrase that we say in our family, and, and we'll give you this phrase because it'll, it'll be a blessing to you. We'll say, ooh, that seems good to me. In other words, it might be new to my mind, but in my spirit, in my heart, it just it seems good. It seems good. I didn't say it feels good. We're not feelers. We're believers. But it seems good to me and the Holy Spirit. Uh, what's another way I can get this across to you? Seems good. It'll come to me if I need it. Let me give you another little nugget real quick. Some, some folks, some good Christian folks, some of you have said to me before, I just can't hear God's voice. All right, I'm going to pastor you just for a second. Are you ready? Never say that again, ever. <laughs> I'm just having a hard time hearing God's voice. Never say that again. Because God's word has already established that you do know him. He's in you. He's with you. He's in you. He directs your steps. You're led by the Spirit because you're his son. I'm going to take God's word over my own word every time. And if I have to choose between what you said and what he said, I'm going to go with what he said. Now, you can say, now, I, f I feel like I can't hear God's voice in this situation, but I know God's word is greater than my feelings, and I'm going to go with what God's word says. God's word says, I'm God's son, and I'm led by his spirit. His, the, my spirit is like a flashlight. Searching out all the inward parts. I can see in the dark. Because I've got the light of the world on the inside of me. You getting anything out of this today? All right. Go with the witness. Practice patience until you have a witness. If you're not sure what to do, stop, look, and listen. Why? You're practicing patience until you have an impression of what to do. Always go with your deepest premonitions. Always go with your... We, some people call it a gut feeling. Why is that? Because that's where the Holy Spirit dwells. So I just got, now, sometimes we can get in our head, and, but that's why God's, when you feed on God's Word, it helps you discern between your head and your heart. Amen. The hidden person of the heart. Okay. So what are we led by, the heart or the head? Heart. Led by the heart. Proverbs says, the path of the just grows brighter and brighter until the noonday sun. The path of the just. Everybody say, that's me. It grows brighter and brighter until the noonday sun. So living this way will protect you. It simplifies life. Hurry, being in a hurry is the bane of devotion. And if you short-circuit your devotion, your time with the Lord, you're, it's going to be harder to hear from God. you got to stay connected to stay protected. That's why the first thing I do almost every morning 
is I, when I say read my Bible. I've done this for decades now as I put God's Word first. Nowadays, what I do is I get out my smartphone and I, I'm going through the whole Bible and I'm using the message translation this year. Just felt led to do that. And I'm listening to scripture in the message translation. I'm currently in 1 Samuel chapter 10. <laughs> and I'm just listening. And something will jump out to me and I'll get my journal out and I'll write it down. Why? Because if you think it, ink it. If God tells you something, write it down. Because what will happen a week later? Be, oh, man, the Lord said something to me. It was so good. But what was it, Pastor Kevin? Man, what was that? But if I, if I write it down, I can go back and, say, and I can read it to you. And sometimes I'll go back years and read stuff, and I'll go, ooh, I needed to be reminded of that. Right? So stay connected, stay protected. Now, if you acknowledge him in all your ways, then you can count on him to direct your path. Is that right? Let's close with this. Let's just, I could just keep going here. There's a good vein, but we're, we're out of time. We've got to get the, the next service in. But let's, let's make a confession of faith. Say, why do you do that? I was sharing with a new friend recently. I said, let me, let me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to text you this confession. And he was like, wait, wait, what, what? I'm like, no, 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 not confession of things I've done. <laughs> but uh, it's like a, and I tried, and his wife helped me explain it to him. She said, it's like a positive declaration, honey. He goes, oh, okay, yeah, you can send me that. He didn't want my confessions, you know what I'm saying? So I'm going to lead you. When I say in a confession, we confess unto salvation. You can confess your sin, but we can also confess. You can confess the bad out, but you can also confess the good in, according to Scripture. I might teach on that sometime. So there's a confession unto salvation. So when we confess or speak or declare God's word, what does that do? What we're doing is we're sending your, your spirit is like Google. If you say something out of your mouth, your spirit goes to work searching for a way to make it come to pass in your life, whatever it is. Amen. Whatever it is. So make sure that you put the right thing in the search. Right? That's why it's so important that we constantly keep God's word first place in our life. We put God's word first. Because why? You're renewing your mind. You're thinking God's word and what's your spirit doing. It's searching how to make that come to pass. Connecting you to the right people, protecting you from the wrong people. Ah, look at there. I just got a great deal on that. Yeah, that was the Lord directing your path. Right? Favor. What we call favor is oftentimes just the manifestation or the outworking of your glad confession or profession of faith. Hold fast your profession of faith. Okay? So, and that's part of being led by the Spirit too. You can even be led by what to say or confess. The Holy Spirit will say, you need to sharpen up on your confession when it comes to your physical healing. Or you need to sharpen up on your confession when it comes to parenting power and parenting wisdom. Or you need to sharpen up on your, get more intentional about your confession on uh, divine appointments. That's something that the Lord has had my wife speaking recently. And guess what? The last few months has just been a slew of divine appointments in our life. God connecting us to the right people protecting us from the wrong people. But why? She just felt led. just seemed good for her to say, I'm believing God for divine appointments. Isn't that good? So let me lead you in just a brief confession this morning. You ready? Say this with me. Say, I am born of the Spirit. And I am led by the Spirit. I refuse to be moved by anything else. 
I am not moved by my circumstances. I move my circumstances. I don't have to know everything. But the things I need to know, the Spirit shows me. My steps are ordered of the Lord. My path is growing brighter. The Spirit of God in me is leading and guiding me, showing me things to come, revealing to me the things I need to see and know, hidden things being revealed. Some are treasures for me to find. Some are traps for me to avoid. But my steps are ordered of the Lord. Amen. And you can just keep saying things like along those lines. I kind of wrote a couple of things down, but then I just started flowing out of my own. You can do that too. Just get in your closet and just start declaring things. I declare in Jesus' name that I'm not the, I'm not the tail, I'm the head. And it'll just start coming out of you. There's more in you than you realize. You're full of it. <laughs> Amen? Amen? So, direction from the Lord's Spirit can come to you right now. In this room. In this moment. In this atmosphere. Let me, let me define it this way, and then we'll close. Have you ever needed a software update on your computer? And you connected to the Wi-Fi, and, and it downloaded the, the, uh, the upgrade or the update? Sometimes the Holy Spirit's just waiting for you to connect so that he can download and upgrade. He wants to upgrade your software. Or download data that you need to make decisions that are coming up in front of you. Lord, I, I got, what do I do about I don't know what to do about this business deal or about this partnership or about this relationship or my kids. So what do you do? You stop. You look in God's word, and then you listen on the inside, and then that download comes, and you go, it's kind of like the Matrix. I know Kung Fu now. <laughs> but, it's, but it's better than that because you know things that can actually help you in your everyday life. Right? You can, you can stop looking, listen, and go, oh, I know. I, I think I know what to do about that situation now. You ever heard somebody say this? It just came to me. Or it just occurred to me. Well, where do you think that comes from? The universe. Well, duh, who made it? Like, like uh, God and the, the scientist, they were, the scientist said, yep, God, we don't need you anymore. We figured out how to make everything, and we, you can, we're, we can be our own God now. And the Lord said, you sure about that? And uh, let's have a little contest. And they said, yeah, well, we, the scientist said, we know how to clone people. And he goes, all right, let's make a man. All right, so the scientist he rolled up his sleeves, and he gathered up a pile of dirt, and God said, wait, wait, wait. You get your own dirt. <laughs> so we cast off the care. We don't succumb to pressure. We don't succumb to pressure of salespeople or relationships. What do we do? We stop, we look, we listen, we wait, we practice patience, and we wait till we have peace. And then we go with that peace, and he directs our path. Amen. Amen. Let me pray for you. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you so much that you gave us the mighty Holy Spirit who leads us, guides us, shows us things to come, strengthens us, directs us, gives us wisdom, downloads what we need for life and godliness to fulfill God's plan in the earth for us and through us, to us and through us. Because your plan's not just about us. 
Your plan's about you. It's about your son, Jesus, and about getting this good news out to everybody so that we can say, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. That's your plan. And your plan for every man is that you so love them that you gave your son for them. So whether you're watching us online or here in the room, if you've never accepted God's plan for your life, which is total love and forgiveness of your sin, if you'll repent of your sin and ask him for help, he'll forgive you of your misdeeds and mistakes, and he'll give you a brand new life. I mean, literally, he'll recreate you. You'll be a brand new person, and he'll give you a brand new life in Christ Jesus. Old things passed away, and all things becoming new. If that's you and you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, I'm going to pray the prayer of salvation today. We're not going to embarrass you, make you stand up or walk to the front or anything like that. But if you would say, Pastor, please include me in this prayer. Would you just raise your hand right now and let me see who you are? Awesome. God bless you. One, two, three. God bless you. Four, five. God bless you. Excellent. Six. Gotcha. I see you. Anybody else want to join these half dozen folk? That's amazing. That's great. Anybody watching online, you just pray right where you are. If you're driving, don't close your eyes. But if you're watching us at home or whatever, just right where you are, just bow your head and pray with us. Harvest Church, let's all pray together with these six beautiful people that raised their hand today to make Jesus their Lord. Let's all say the prayer of salvation together. Repeat after me. Dear Heavenly Father, I repent of my sin. Would you forgive me? I believe in my heart. Jesus died for my sin and they buried him but on the third day I also believe you raised him from the dead and I'm asking raise me from the dead right now make me spiritually alive because Jesus is my Lord from this day forward I am yours and you are mine in Jesus name amen Come on, can we just celebrate? There's a party in heaven right now. Can we celebrate? Welcome home. Woo! Welcome to the family.